3: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Dramali. The number of cases of COVID-19 in our state keeps growing. In just one day, yesterday, California added a thousand new cases to the tally, bringing the total to more than 7,400. Those are just the ones we know about because of problems with testing. To deal with an expected surge in hospitalizations, Governor Gavin Newsom is creating the California Health Corps, calling on health care workers who may have recently retired or Are still in school to join the fight against the coronavirus. KQED Politics reporter Katie Orr starts us off this morning.
1: The governor estimates California can expand its health workforce by more than 37,000 if enough people sign up to help treat COVID 19 patients. The state has launched a new website, healthcore.ca.gov to allow professionals
0: to apply. We are very, very hopeful with this effort that we will see a surge of individuals to be paid and compensated uh, to participate in the workforce uh, and distributed uh, throughout our care delivery system all around the state of California.
1: The state needs doctors, nurses, dentists and paramedics to name a few. Newsom has also signed an executive order calling for state licensing boards to temporarily loosen what are known as scope of practice rules, which generally define what specific medical professions are allowed to do. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. The effort to boost the state's army
3: of health care workers already faces stiff competition from elsewhere. Last week, New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo announced a very similar plan, and nurse Robert Bean from the town of Paradise has been deciding whether to help. Bean lost his home in the 2018 campfire. We spoke by phone yesterday about how he got recruited to head to the U.S. epicenter of this crisis, New York City.
2: Well... Evolved organically, and I was actually offered the contract um, last Friday um, to come out and work in a hospital, designated hospital, and designated unit. So it's already taking root.
3: Do you think you'll do it?
2: I really do. I, I'm drawn to it for a multitude of reasons. While we still need resources here in California, locally in my community, I just have a draw to it because. It's something that draws my attention and um, curiosity.
3: And what is it that attracts you about New York? I mean, you are putting yourself at some personal risk going there. Walk me through the factors you're considering.
2: You know, um, I cycled through the campfire first person, lost everything. And and, and I walk away with a a changed perspective. I, like anyone, anyone else, has changed and evolved from that experience. And it's about communities within communities and that um, help each other. And so I was drawn to that aspect of it, as well as the idea of um, the universal language of, of healthcare, nursing. What we practice can be um, carried over from one institute to another. And I'm, I'm extremely curious about um, fostering that experience.
3: And Robert, does Governor Newsom's announcement on Monday that California is now following New York's lead and starting a surge healthcare force of its own, does that you know, give you any pause? Do you think about maybe staying here instead?
2: No. Um, what if I go out there and I gained new perspectives, gained new skill sets, support a, um, critical needs, and I come back with new information, new skill sets? and might actually reinforce my own skill set as well as support the two communities in a positive, uplifting way.
3: All right, Robert, thank you so much for taking this time with us. Stay in touch.
2: Thank you very much for the invitation.
3: That was registered nurse Robert Bean, who specializes in public health. Tomorrow is the first of the month, which is when rent comes due for many of us. And a lot of renters are wondering what help, if any, is coming their way as the coronavirus pandemic upends the economy and the household budgets of many Californians. All this as we deal with shelter in place orders that are lasting longer than anyone ever could have imagined just a few weeks ago. Joining me now are two housing reporters, Anna Scott from partner station KCRW in Los Angeles, and Erin Baldessari from KQED in San Francisco. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having us. So guys, a lot of Californians are really worried about tomorrow with the rent coming due, the mortgage moratorium that Governor Newsom announced last week with the big banks.
4: Does that trickle down to tenants in any way? You know that's really up to property owners. They uh, if they've heard from their banks that they can defer their mortgage, they could extend that deferment to their tenants, but there's really nothing in the governor's order that requires the landlord to do that, so it's completely voluntary.
1: Yeah, and and the California Apartment Association, which is the biggest landlord group in the state, is encouraging its members to work with tenants um not to raise rents right now, not to evict people right now to work out payment plans. And and Aaron's exactly right, there's nothing in this agreement that would require landlords to, to work out these deals, but maybe it'll give them a little more breathing room to follow that advice.
3: So it's really up to tenants to have that conversation with their landlords, just as it's up to the landlords to have that conversation with their banks, it sounds like. Um, Aaron, the state announced those eviction protections for renters, but you're hearing from your sources that they're not all that robust.
4: Yeah. Um, It's pretty astonishing. The words eviction defense attorneys and tenants rights organizations are using to describe this order are pretty damning. They're calling it useless, dangerously misleading, irresponsible. Um, The problem is that the order doesn't stop new evictions. So it only provides tenants more time to respond to an eviction lawsuit that's already been filed. But lawyers are saying that in practice, it doesn't even do that. Um, That's because tenants still have to prove they meet this COVID related burden. And to do that, they still have to talk to a judge who would otherwise issue a default judgment, which happens when you don't show up in court. And that would be a judgment in favor of the landlord. And Anna, a lot of cities like yours in Los Angeles
3: have adopted their own eviction protections, but not everyone is happy there either. There was even
1: a protest actually outside of Mayor Garcetti's house. What's going on? Yeah, so a lot of what's going on here mirrors what's going on at the state level. L.A. has its own moratorium on evictions of households affected by COVID-19, but tenants still have the burden of proving that's their situation. And even then, it's still only a temporary stay, at least for now. On Monday evening, the mayor, Eric Garcetti, also announced a temporary ban on rent increases for most of the city's apartments. But activists here just say these measures don't go far enough. That's what the protest was about over the weekend. And one issue that's been raised is simply confusion. There's concern that if people hear eviction moratorium, rent freeze, they'll think that if they can't pay, they're safe without realizing everything they need to do to get those protections. So that's one reason some people have called for a blanket eviction moratorium for everyone. In any sense
3: that they're getting bites on that argument? From, from politicians who have the power to do
1: that? Well, it's been proposed, but the city council shot it down. So for now, that's where it's at.
4: I will add to that, too, that um, Assemblymember Phil Ting has a bill. It's uh, ABA 28 that is looking at a statewide uh, moratorium on evictions that would be a little bit stronger than what the governor has proposed. And uh, it would also include a year-long payback period. So...
3: Both here in the Bay Area and in L.A., there's been
4: a lot of talk about
3: getting the homeless into places where they're not as exposed to this virus. Anna, starting with you in L.A., what efforts have been made to try to get some shelter for these folks?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of activity going on in that front. The city's turning recreation centers into temporary shelters. The county is working on getting motel and hotel rooms. They're putting hand-washing stations and mobile bathrooms out near large encampments. but, you know, it's tough. People who are experiencing homelessness right now are having a hard time because not only are they uh, already dealing with the difficulties of living outdoors, but they don't have libraries, uh, don't have gyms, don't have coffee shops. A lot of the places that they would normally rely on for basic hygiene and, and Internet connection.
3: All right. Anna Scott from KCRW in L.A. and Aaron Baldessari from KQED here in San Francisco. Thanks to both of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Well, we're going to stay in Los Angeles, where yesterday Mayor Garcetti also made a series of announcements on topics other than housing that give a glimpse into just how much daily life has changed. In his daily address on the city's pandemic plans, he named a new target in efforts to control overcrowding. The California Report's Saul Gonzalez reports.
0: Prompted by worries that social distancing orders weren't being followed at LA's farmers markets, Mayor Garcetti announced he was closing the markets. We want people to be able to eat well, we want people to get access to food, but we can't risk the spread of this disease. The mayor said that farmers' markets could reopen only after they submitted plans to maintain social distancing and have those plans approved by the city. Mayor Garcetti also noted that reduced congestion on L.A.'s roads and freeways has led to more drivers speeding and a spike in traffic accidents. The mayor asked motorists to obey speed limits and the rules of the road in what's now a largely traffic-free L.A. For the California report, I'm Saul Gonzalez. Trinity County is a big place with a tiny population. Sprawling across the mountains between Redding and Eureka, the county is also remote and lacking in health care services that might be needed to deal with a COVID-19 outbreak. And County Emergency Operations Manager Ed Presley says coronavirus worries residents for another reason, too. People that are from here, that live here, they're very conscious about the, you know, there's a lot of elderly people here and it will destroy a community. Trinity County's population swells in the spring and summer with campers and people coming to their second homes. But that influx looks different to locals with the pandemic spreading in the state's big cities. So everyone started getting the word that, you know, people were coming up from San Francisco to get away from it, That concern led the county's public health officer to issue an order last week telling people returning to their second homes to self-quarantine for at least 14 days. The directive asked non-residents to stay out of the county altogether. Presley says the order is not as draconian as it sounds. It's really about putting visitors on notice that the county is observing the same safer-at-home rules as the rest of the state. He says one caller asked if it would be okay to go fishing on 17-mile-long Trinity Lake. His advice? There's probably more social distancing on that big-ass lake than you're going to find in any of the towns or communities, so go for it. As of Monday, Trinity County was still reporting zero confirmed cases of coronavirus. For the California Report, I'm Dan Brecky.
3: Let's wrap up today on a lighter note. You may have seen video on social media of Italians singing from their balconies during this pandemic. Well, here in the Bay Area, in the Marin County town of Mill Valley, people have taken to howling every night at 8 o'clock. Yes, those are people you're hearing, not coyotes. It's a nice way to take the edge off a very long day. And that is the California Report for this Tuesday, March 31st, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thank you for listening and stay safe.
4: Support for the California Report comes from California Earthquake Authority, offering earthquake insurance to help Californians protect their financial futures. EarthquakeAuthority.com. The California Healthcare Foundation, presenting Tradeoffs, a new podcast that tries to make sense of our costly and complicated healthcare system. Subscriptions at Tradeoffs.org or wherever you get your podcasts and Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems.